Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Saturday. That's right, Saturday, October 29th, 2022. This is episode number 189, and I'm one of the hosts of this podcast, Jerry Evanoff. Like I said, we are back on Saturday, and speaking of back, back with me now is Rich Casey. Rich, how have you been the last couple of weeks? Uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. All kinds of family problems and things have cropped up, and I've been living here in just north of Detroit for probably the last 10 days or so. Uh, it's been beautiful up here. I don't know what it's like in Ohio, but the, the fall here has just been gorgeous. We've had Indian summer these last 10 days, and it's looking like the next week will be like it too. So I'm, I'm actually enjoying being up here other than all the other stuff that's <laughs> Right, right. Uh, other, I mean, we have frosty mornings, but it's, yeah, it's been, you know, 60s and 70s with the exception of maybe one or two days. And it's, yeah, it's going to continue. It's sucks that I'm, no, it doesn't suck that I'm leaving to go south. I'm actually happy about it. So, um, <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump right into the stats because much like you, I'm guessing I don't have very much here. Um, I don't have a word count. I don't have a, a chat number of chapters that I've plotted. I don't have a, a page count of my plot. I just don't have anything right now because it's a big mess um, because of what's been going on the last couple of weeks, which I'm going to fill Rich in on as we go here, which will be fun uh, to hear his his uh, his surprises at what I've been dealing with. Um, my mail light, I'm still sure. I'm sure it's, it's still 860 have done nothing with it. And, uh, don't, I, I keep saying that I have plans for it, but those plans just keep getting pushed back. Uh, every time I seem to talk to my editor, they get pushed back a little bit further. And then last week's goal was to, so last week at this time, I had sent a revised plot, 26 chapters an 18 page outline, uh, to back to super editor C and said, okay, I think I got it. I, this is good. I'm ready. And about 10 minutes into last week's podcast, she replied to me and said, you're not ready. Um, <laughs> so I did not start writing like I wanted to because I, I, I wasn't ready to start writing. Um, so I, I did fail at that goal, but it's okay. It's, it's again, it's a personal goal. Who cares? So that's, um, that's pretty much what I have for numbers so far. Was that pretty deflating when she got back to you like that? Or Yeah, especially since uh, a couple of the things that I put in there that I kind of came up with that I was really excited about. She was like, you can't know. It's not going to work. It's, it's, it's either uh, the readers will figure it out really fast or it's just not, you know, you can't. It's hard to explain it without actually reading the emails specifically. Um, I'll get into that after you go through your numbers because I can see you have a gigantic list of things here you want to go through. Um <laughs> A gigantic blank uh, list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, I do. I do have a couple of things to talk about, though. I don't remember the last time I was with you, which I guess was uh, three podcasts ago. What I was working on at that time, but since that time, I have finished up the first Average Jones short story. Oh, yay! I didn't know that. That's awesome. I didn't uh, expect that. Finished that. It clocked in at about eight hundred, eight thousand three hundred words, and I've started the second one. Uh, the problem I'm having the last couple of weeks when I've been up here with my family is I, I have little bits of time to write, but it's like in 15, 20 minute spurts, maybe a half hour, an hour before I go to bed, something like that. So it's, I, I can't keep a, a novel length story in my head doing that, but I can do it for a short story because it's easy to quickly read back 
through what you've written and figure out where you're at. So I've got the first Average Jones story finished. I'm about I'm 3,650 words into the second story. And what I've decided is I'm going to write some, for the foreseeable future because not only am I busy here with my family, but right after the, I'm done here, I go home. I have to get ready for Christmas. My son and my daughter-in-law are coming. And so my next month or two, it's going to be really chopped up. So I'm just going to focus on these short stories. And I think I'm going to shoot for a seven to 9,000 word length for them. And ultimately, I'll, as I get them done, if, when I get about three or four of them completed, I'll start dripping them out onto probably uh, KU or someplace. And then ulti- with the ultimate idea of packaging them into a season where you'll have like seven or eight episodes in each season. That's literally what I'm going to call each of these things as an episode. So I'm going I to love think it. that way. That's great. Um, I love it. Yeah, but my only uh, my only thing I'm struggling with right now is how to title these things. I'm leaning heavily towards the Nancy Drew Hardy Boys, the mystery of kind of ah, uh, nice thing, and just go with that uh, because that'll give me a, a simple way to connect all of them together and uh, without having to uh, do all kinds of histrionics in terms of how the covers look and things. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I, I did not expect that because I know you've been you've been really busy with family stuff. I did not expect you to come on and say you had written stuff. That's so exciting. Right. Well, it's it's been kind of therapy, I guess. <laughs> More than anything, it allows me so, to escape to some other world than one I'm actually yeah. having living right now. <laughs> so they are. So it's a it's an eight thousand word short story, but it is a story in terms of beginning, middle, end, climax, inciting incident, all the stuff that a story has. Right. Oh, right. that's awesome. Right. Okay. You know, yeah, it's very much uh, along the lines of what you might read in uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock magazine or Ellery, Qu- Ellery Queen or something like that in terms of the length and the way in which it's structured. Uh, so, yeah, you get right. You get really quick in, into the into the mystery. And so almost immediately within the, the first you know thousand words or so, there's a death. Uh, and then right after that, you know, you're, you're launched into the act two almost immediately. And so then most of the story middle, you know, like middle 4,000 words or so four or 5,000 words is act two. And then act three wraps up, you know, you get the climax and it wraps up really quick. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's exciting. Okay. I can't wait to hear more about those as the weeks come. That's exciting. Yeah. All right. So let me talk about my, my, my last week's recap. And let me just start by saying um, on Sunday. So I, I mentioned to you that I'd written, uh, the plot, the, the previous week, um, my biggest issue right now is the, the gotcha moment at the very end when the main character says, I know you did it. And here's the definitive proof that says you did it. That's been my struggle. And I thought I had a really good thing last week and it was really just kind of a fake out. I've seen Perot do this where, where he said, you know, Hey, your fingerprints were found on the glass. And then the guy that's the bad guy gives up the whole thing. Yeah, I did it, whatever. And then and then they, they leave the room and and Hastings says, I can't believe you found his fingerprints. And he says, I didn't find any fingerprints. It was mm-hmm. it was a bluff or whatever. And I had done that in the one I sent her last week. And she just said, it's not going to work. Um, you need to come re- up with a better, remember, stronger. I remember a couple of those Poro episodes where the, he did that. Uh, yeah, where, where, he, where he coerced the one guy who had killed a spinster woman to con her out of her or to get a out of her money. Yeah. He just basically faked the idea. (laughs) So what I had was I had a lighter that the bad guy had been carrying around. Um, and it was special to him and 
I had my main character in the beginning of the, the final, the climax, basically say to one of the policemen, hey, grab that plastic bag and go do me a favor. Well, what he did was he went and got the lighter for him and he just held it in his pocket. The, the policeman did. So then my character was going through the entire thing of here's, you know, the Perot style. Here's how it happened. And here's who did it. And when he says, I have no proof, my character would say something like, you, do you really think I'd bring everybody in here and go through that whole spiel without having proof? Then look over at the policeman who would then hold the lighter up and say, you know, you dropped that when you did this mm. and have him like stand up and freak out and start giving it up. And she just said, no, nope, can't do that. Can't do that. So she just does. I, I don't, she just doesn't like the, uh, the extended reveal by the detective or she doesn't like the fake clue. She doesn't like the, the fake ending clue part where okay. she wants a definitive this is how you do it. In fact, she said in here somewhere, um, here it is. Uh, let's see. She says in here somewhere, even old mysteries like Christie's are outdated in that sense. Um, oh, that has to do with my multiple POVs. She said that, that even old mysteries like Christie's are outdated in that sense. And I trust her, even though I love Hercule Perot and I watch it all the time right now. Um, I'm, I'm kind of taking everything she says as gospel here. Now, one thing that I've been doing, this is what I had said to Lindsay last week. You know, this reminds me a lot of when I was working with my mom, I would send my mom a, a, a 4,000 word chapter. She would mark it up pretty bad, send it back to me. I would make changes, send it back to her. We'd go back and forth. And at some point I have to say, okay, this is what it's going to be. And that's where I'm at right now with this. It's like, I've sent her a plot. She said, you need a lot of work gave me some suggestions, told me some things that need to be changed. Um, told me, you know, certain characters need to be changed to fit like what readers are expecting in characters nowadays. So then I, I said, okay, I re I redid it. I sent her something last week and she said, Oh, I'm not sure about this scene. Well, there's a couple scenes in there. I like, and I'm keeping them. Uh -huh. um, I'm just going to try to make them stronger. That's all. And I'm going to cough. I'm going to mute while I cough here real quick. Anyway, so I'm, I'm just going to take a couple of those scenes that I like, and I'm just going to try to make them stronger. So I want to keep them. And eventually that's what's going to happen. We're going to get to a point where uh, I send her something and she says, okay, this is 95% good. This is the 5% that needs change. And I'm going to make little changes and tweak it, but then not send it back to her. I'm just going to write it. Right, um, right. So that's what I'm getting through. Cause I can't, I mean, I could do this for the rest of my life. I could send a, a plot and have her tell me what's wrong with it. And I can make changes to it. We could do that forever. Sure. Uh, eventually you have to sit down and write it and just take whatever it is. So, sure, sure. uh, so that was Sunday when I got, so what she did, what she did, uh, is, is she sent me an email. She had, she had panicked earlier in the day and said, Oh my God, I wrote a word document up and I saved it. And now I can't find it to send to you. And I have a, a, a book that I'm working on that I'm behind. And then I have another one coming in Tuesday. I don't have time to rewrite it. So later in the day, she just rewrote in an email body, everything she could remember. Wow. And, um, and it was about 25 to 30 paragraphs. <laughs> and then about, uh, 15 minutes later, she sent me another email with five or six more paragraphs. <laughs> so, um, so then I took that on Sunday night, uh, after Lindsay and I were finished with the podcast. And if you did not listen to Lindsay and I last week and you want to hear what Lindsay's up to, please go back and listen to it. It was really fun to do. And I, I hadn't talked to her on a podcast in a long time. Um, after her and I podcasted, I grabbed my Chromebook and I went to the couch and I basically went through all of her notes, every paragraph. And I made notes inside my plot of things that either need to be changed or cut or added based on her suggestions. Now I didn't cut anything. I just put in there. This needs to be cut. 
Monday, I worked from home. I did nothing writer related on Monday. I just took a day off. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, both I worked from home. I went to lunch both days. On Tuesday, I went to my favorite sub place. On Wednesday, there's this Mexican place we have in town that I've ordered takeout from, you know, once in a great while. It's, it's some of my favorite kind of food, but I don't really eat there very often. I decided to go there for lunch just to see what it was like to sit there and write. And it wasn't very crowded. It was great. Sat there, had some good Mexican um, I have a, a, a real job work stand-up meeting at 1130 every day where we go through kind of what we're working on project-wise. And it usually doesn't take a half an hour. It usually takes 10, 15 minutes. And I've been going to lunch as soon as it ends and staying until one o'clock and then working longer into the evening to make up for that time that I missed. And I've been getting a lot done, which is nice. So both days I started to go through her tips and kind of decide what do I want to change? What do I want to keep, but then make stronger? Um, even if something, you know, there was something that I had had in my first book that I sent her for the line edit that she said, Hey, you should do it with this character instead, because with this character, it means more to your main character. And I'm like, that's a fantastic idea. Well, in this last one, she sent me, she's like, ah, maybe you should cut that completely. I'm like, no, no, no I like that. I'm keeping that the way it is. I'm just going to make it better. Uh, Thursday, I went into the office for work. Um, I I'm proud by the way of, of work. Um, I go in on Thursdays every week now. And it's about an hour drive. So the fact that I have to go in kind of sucks, but it's only once a week. So I'm not going to complain too much, but uh, we started going after Memorial day this year and in May. And I think on the second week, it was my birthday. And at my old job, we had this tradition where if it was your birthday, you brought donuts. So on that Thursday, I brought donuts because my birthday was a couple of days prior. Ever since then, every single week, somebody buys donuts. Like I am proud that I started this tradition that every week now at work on Thursdays, we have donuts and then I can eat like three of them. And it's so good. Um, <laughs> That's that's my mom's favorite thing in the morning. Uh, she likes these uh, what she calls dunkers. It's these they're they're like uh, they're they're made out of donut dough, but they're covered in sugar and nuts, and mm. they're shaped like a almost like a hot dog. And you kind of oh really? Well, it's like like half a hot dog, but really thick. I can't, can't even really. I'm sure there's a name for them. Yeah. But the, yeah, she she loves those, and we got them all oh. over the house. And of course, I've been eating them. So <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of working out coming your way when you get back to. Uh... Back to Louisiana. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so while I was there, I went to lunch. I went to my favorite Italian restaurant and had some cavatelli, which I love to do on Thursdays. And then I always bring half of it home and I eat it for dinner too while I watch football. It's great. Uh, but while I was at lunch, I continued working out uh, what I wanted to keep. And then at the same time, I started thinking of the changes she suggested. Most of it has to do – most of my issues right now has to do have to do with the clues that my characters find – when he finds them, how he finds them and what they mean. And right now, a lot of them, she just says, aren't strong enough. I have a couple of them that are just way too coincidental. She's like, you can't have a coincidental clue that like decides the murder. You know, I have a couple of things where she said, well, this is a coincidence, but it only decides something that Sam thinks it doesn't actually solve the case. You can't have that kind of, that's like almost like a deus ex machina type thing where okay. something falls out of the sky at the end and bam, he solves it. You can't have that. And I had a couple of those. And then the big one is this final, and this is the one that's been driving me crazy. This is that final gotcha clue at the end. Um, and I've been trying to come up with how do I come up with a clue that my character figures out that puts the murderer at the scene of the crime when the crime was happening. And um, so that's what I really have. Been, I mean, Thursday morning on my way to work, I just turn my radio down and talk to myself for 60 minutes. And, um, and then when I get to work, I have to write down stuff that I said, or I'll forget it really fast. But well, one of, one of the um, things I've realized in writing these short stories that I've been doing is that going back to the idea of plotting and making writing easier, I really have to have this because everything is happening so fast. 
and you have a limited amount of time, so you have to have a limited number of clues. You really have to decide up ahead ahead of time, okay, what's going to be the defining clue, and how is the main character going to discover that clue? Is you know, I think C's point is probably that the clue needs to be discovered by some active action of the main character, and not yes, just, not just stumbling across it. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I've, I've been laying those out, and that's one of the things that even though my time is so chopped up and I don't have much of it, it has allowed me to do the writing because now I know exactly where I'm going with these things. And do, for me, do you have a different plot, a different mystery in every short story? Yes. Is each one it's a, so you have to come up with that each time. How do you right. come up with those? Well, I've only done it twice so far, so it's, it's not been too hard. Uh, but yeah, I can see how, how it might end up being be challenging uh, to have a different kind of death and a different kind of way of, of solving the murder. Uh, the, the, the thing that will help is I do have a main character, this average Jones character, but then there's a, in the first story, there's two side characters. There was a Greta Lint and there was a Constance, uh, well, I, Constance Wu, but then I since discovered that Constance Wu is actually a celebrity right now. So I've, yeah, I've heard that name before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've changed that the name. I can't remember exactly what I gave her as a last name. I think Chu, man, Constance Chu. Uh, okay. So you know, I could, I could have a. There's, I could. The stories could revolve around, even though maybe the murders are a little bit similar and stuff. They could re- revolve around the interplay between the, the three characters and how they go about bouncing off of each other. And then for out of the blue, in the second story, about fifteen hundred words in, a new character just appeared—a sixteen-year-old granddaughter of one of the characters—and. Yeah, so so there's going to be a little bit of, of old versus new technology going on as well in the discovery. So, yeah, that's going to that's going to help. I hope. How much are you being influenced by your love of only murders in the building? The way that you described that, it made me think of that. Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought about that, but maybe I am. Yeah, I'm wondering <laughs> if, like, subliminally or subconsciously, you're you're kind of picking that up because I think I do that with Perot stuff a lot. So yeah, that could be. Then that, by the way, is the the fifty thousand dollar question, whatever the phrase is there about how do you come up with the clue that is the gotcha moment? Like I, I I've Googled that. I'm trying to figure out how do I come up with that. And and according to C, because Super Editor C, because my um, my, my main character is an IT person and a programmer, uh, a, a lot like me. Um, he, he needs it. The, the solution needs to be IT related. According to her, it needs to be something in his purview. If that's the right word to use. Right. right. I, well, I think about it really one of two ways. Uh, one way is kind of classic where, uh, in police procedurals and stuff, you have to discover who has the means, motive and opportunity. Right. Uh, so Pick one of those three. I, I pick one of those three, and have uh, the mean. Let's, for example, say the means and the and the opportunity be obvious right up front for a couple of different characters. But then the, the clue that drops at some point, or that the main character discovers, would have to do with the motive. So then you could think of okay, what kind of clue would be related to motive? A lot of times it'd be related to sex or money. You know, those are the typical things in, in mysteries. Uh, so that's one way to think about it. And the other way, actually, I actually do get directly from from um, only murders in the building, and that's when. Did have you watched the season or? I've only watched the first episode okay. so far. Yeah, it, 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 towards the end of the first season, they meet clandestinely with the detective who had already closed the case on the murder that they are investigating, 
and realizes she made a mistake. And she tells them, you have to find out who, why, and most importantly, why now? So the why now can be related to something external well, that's, that's happening to the storyline that uh, has forced the hand of the villain to commit the crime when they might otherwise not have done it. I mean, I have that. I already know what it is. The, the why now I definitely have. For me, it's more about the how. But like what I have right now in my head is, you know, it, I'm, I'm, I'm using a lot of my experience at my old job going back and forth to Nebraska every week for four weeks and what was going on in that plant during that time. And one of the things that we had to do is we always had to scan our badge to get in the door. And this is the third shift overnight shift. So I'm going to have it that the, the boss came in and basically said on the third shift, no deliveries, no visitors, no, nothing. Always scan your badge. That's what, that's what he wants. It's the way in his mind. It's how he keeps everything efficient. No interruptions, no nothing. So I'm going to have it so that the person who is the killer actually scans his badge at 11 o'clock and the murder took place at 1045. So he's immediately going to be ruled out as a suspect. Okay. But then we're going to learn later on that what he did was somebody else let him in somebody else who's going to be a accomplice and she's going to get arrested too, not for the murder, but for something else. And then, so she let him in, not realizing she wasn't doing it on purpose. She just let him in when she let him, he realized, Oh, I can do this. So he committed the murder and then went back out and scanned his badge at 11 o'clock. So that it looked like that's when he came in. Okay. And so, the, so then the clue drop that needs to happen for the story would be related to opportunity because he probably had, they probably people probably realized he had means and motive, but he didn't have opportunity because he wasn't there. So, what would be the clue that would drop something? Maybe as simple as you know going back over the CCTV and suddenly realizing that this guy's made a habit of just coming through on somebody else's badge in the past. Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't think of that. <laughs> I had it a different way. I like that. I, okay, I might steal that. <laughs> this is going to be your book and C's book by the time it's over. But ideas are free and plentiful. <laughs> so. Yeah, no doubt. But yeah, um, no. I actually I really like that. Um, yeah, I really because that that actually ties in to another problem I had. And maybe I can use that to solve that problem too. Oh, I got to think about this some more. Um, that's good though. Thanks. That's good. <laughs> I know what I'm going to be doing when we're done recording. I'm going to go to my couch and start writing this stuff out. So good. Good. All right. So Friday I was going through coming up with all this stuff. Now I did watch a video Friday evening after work. That's very similar to what we're talking about. It's from uh, Jane Calmus, uh, uh, channel. I've talked about her before. I actually put a link to it in the show notes, uh, but her, it's all about clues. And what she does when she's writing a book is she creates a little grid, a little table with two columns. And on the left side, she puts the actual clue. And on the right side, she puts, you know, what does it mean or what does it affect? What does it give to the main character so that she can kind of map out all of her clues? And she says sometimes while she's writing, she knows I need to make this happen. She'll just put it in the right side without actually putting the clue yet. And then with the confidence that, okay, I'll come with, up with that later on as I'm going. So I, I also started doing that um, Friday night when I was going through this. Saturday. So that's today. Um, I did not have to go anywhere this morning. I didn't have to golf. I didn't have to, I, I could sleep in, which for me, sleeping in means getting up at the same time. I usually get up during the week because I, don't, I work from home. I get up at six 30, but this time I woke up around six 30 and I did not want to get up yet. I was just praying to God that my dog didn't realize I was awake. I laid there with my eyes closed and just thought about this problem that I'm having. And I think I might've worked out the gotcha moment. I had an idea in my head, but you mentioning the CCTV idea is actually a really good idea. I had purposely 
had my character ha have gotten rid of CCTV in the plant for money reasons. Like he was really trying to scale back money. So I don't have that in there, but I could add that. And that would allow them to go back, like you said, and just see if it becomes a habit. Cause I really like that. Although I, that's the kind of thing that makes me think, well, the police would have figured that out already. Like they would have already known let's get CCTV and see if anybody came in the building. So, well, if, if let's say, uh, the the boss getting rid of the cctv happened only a day or so before the murder mm. they may think okay we don't have cctv to go back and look over uh so we're not going to do it you know there's no use going previous previous weeks and looking at stuff but that's the only th they might go back and do that if they're just completely stumped and, and at loggerheads and they don't know what to do they might say, well, let's let's look back and see if we see anything going on in the plant that might suggest a motive for, for somebody that, you know, would do it. And then then they could see it. You know, so like just tell me what you think, uh, how this sounds. Uh, manufacturing murder by C.B. Moore, comma, Rich Casey. And then Jerry wrote some sentences because <laughs> I actually really like that. That's really see, that's the kind of stuff that I feel like I should be able to think of. And I'm disappointed in myself. For not, I mean, you just came up with that in two seconds. Well, it's a kind, you know, yeah. it, that's why it's, it's uh, good for people, authors to talk to each other about story and stuff. Because that kind of that's where things come up, you know, when you're just talking. To people. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. So I'm going to, I'm going to add that tonight and that actually should make it so that I can start plotting, which is good. So I didn't have to go anywhere. I, I worked on it this morning. I got up about seven 15 and, um, uh, piddled around on the internet for a little while. And then I went to Chick-fil-A for breakfast, something I hadn't done in a long time. Cause I've golfed almost every Saturday this year, uh, this summer and saw some of the people that work there who I, I know, and they remember me and I remember them, which is nice. And started to work out how it was going to happen. Got got about halfway through getting all the bullet points down and had to leave. I needed an oil change. Uh, and then I went to a bunch of stores and spent way more, much, way more money than I should have. Um, came home, had to cut my grass. My, my yard is small and it was literally covered in leaves. You couldn't see the grass because mm. there's a tree in my front yard. There's a tree next door. And I got my lawnmower out and saw my neighbor and said, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and uh, rake some leaves. And I kind of pointed down at the lawnmower and said, I'm going to use this. So instead of a rake. Yeah. And I basically went over the grass like three times, um, chopping up leaves as I went. And by the time I was done, I was pretty proud of myself. I took a before and after picture that I'm going to put on Snapchat later on tonight. Um, that shows kind of, uh, uh, what my yard looked like before and after I mowed it. Came in and what did I do after that? Cleaned up my house, did some laundry and packed a suitcase for my trip that I will talk about when we get to the, what I'm doing next week, part of this podcast. Um, I don't know. What do you want to talk about in terms of your week? What's your week in review been like? Well, my week, you know, again, has been chopped up with family stuff. Uh, kind of give you an idea, idea of what each day is like. The highlight is I'm so exhausted at 10 p.m. that I just fall into bed and go right to sleep and sleep the whole night, which I never do. I always, <laughs> I'm always up in the middle of the night when I'm back home. So I, yeah, I've been burning the candles at both ends. Getting up about seven, I usually spend half the day with my mother trying to get her packed up, and so she's ready to move out of this house. And I spend the second half of the day dealing with other problems, and somewhere in between the first and the second half of the day, I usually I try to catch a lunch of some kind um had, had more buddies pizza the other day which we i think we talked about one time the uh pizza with the sauce on top and i uh, love detroit style pizza yeah, so much yeah. and uh after this and, and, um, that's just basically a day in day out i got i have a huge list of projects 
I have to, to complete. And I know there's no way they're going to be completed by the time I leave. So I have to prioritize, you know, what are they, what are the things that I need to do in order to address health and safety issues? So I do those and trying to get those completed in the next couple of weeks, because I'll be up here for at least two more weeks. And hopefully by that time, my mother will be moved into her new condo too, which is, by the way, it's really, really nice, really upscale. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Nice. And it was, it was, when, kind of, uh, it was kind of fun to live vicariously because she paid cash for it. So, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when do you find time to write? Is it like at the same time each day or is it just randomly no. when you can? It's randomly, but it's mostly in the evenings. Yeah. If I, if I you get down, home, if I get home, yeah, after dinner, eat some, eat a little bit of dinner and which is usually about eight o'clock at night or so. And then I can usually, yeah, kind of disappear either you know, give my excuses. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I kind of type away <laughs> in here a little bit or, uh, you know, I do it very late. Come up here. I type a, you know, maybe a paragraph or two and then fall asleep. Does that excuse work? Cause I'm going to need it this week. Yes, it does work. <laughs> All right, good to know. Good to know. Okay. All right. Um, I don't really have any news. Uh, I haven't had news in a while. It's, it's mostly because I'm just plotting, and eventually I'll start writing. I am really looking forward to though. I've got an idea in my head for how I'm going to market this book, how I'm going to build a man list. It's what you and I have talked about many times over the last six, eight months about using Facebook ads to build a list. And the one thing I want to do, I don't know if you know this or not, but the one thing I want to do is, or I need to check into is, can I go into MailerLite and say uh, on, let's just say I get this done and I'm ready to release it on March 1st. Can I say on March 1st, release, uh, send this email to whoever my subscribers are? And then on March 5th, send this email and each email will include a sep another chapter. So March 1st email is one chapter. March 5th is second chapter all the way through. Let's say I do 10 emails over four weeks. So they get the first 10 chapters, something like that. Do you know if you can set emails on a schedule like that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you can. Okay. So that's the plan. The plan. And then the plan is to run Facebook ads during that same time, that same month period. Right. Right. Yeah. that's, I think that's typically the way a lot of these, well, a lot of these, um, uh, autoresponders work in two different ways. One is, yeah, back and forth. The the person has to trigger something in order for them to get right. another uh, email. But the other way to do it is just to drip stuff up out in installments. And people who run classes do that a lot. Every day okay. you'll get an email from them with links to the new videos and stuff like that. But they've got that all scheduled way ahead of time. Okay. Um, so that's really all I have in terms of news. I really haven't, I don't have any writing news cause I haven't really done any writing. It's been all plotting for the last few weeks. My news is kind of sad in that I've spent probably already twice as much money as I would have spent in Vegas by, by dealing with the, the family issues I have to deal with. So I will not be going to Vegas this year. Oh. I, I'll have to be watching it online because I saw, I kept my registration. I just canceled my Bally's, uh, hotel, uh, reservation. So I, I sh I'll be able to either watch them live, which I'll try to catch some of them or get, get them in video afterwards, which hopefully will be just about as good. I mean, let me just throw this out there before you completely uh, 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 are on that uh, of doing that, of not going. You know, you could win that money pretty quick. Just <laughs> throw that out there. Yeah, not with my luck, I can. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because it's easy to go out there and win. That's why they have such big buildings and stuff. That's they, right. They're always paying out so much money. Um, my running list of future things to do is gigantic. Um, I've talked about some of these things, but I've added a few, few more, uh, the Facebook ad for the podcast, which again, still haven't done Facebook ad for my first book, obviously haven't done because it's not anywhere near writed, uh, written or righted. Um, uh, new podcast opening. I think I'm going to wait until January when Lindsay joins and just have a new one made for all three of us. 
newauthorpodcast.com that has to do with getting the episodes up there so that we have something to point to when we uh when we finally do some facebook ads again or whatever ads we do uh check mailer light for timed emails we just talked about that and then i have to finish my 20 book schedule i i, I went i started going through earlier this week and looking at each time and there's about six or seven sessions each time. And I'm trying to put down a list of here's the one I want to go to, but I'll put down some other ones at the same time. If I decide to change my mind. Um, and I'm about halfway through the second day, which is about halfway through the overall conference right now. And I'll probably work on that later this week, maybe the end of this week after I get back. Um, yeah, so that's what I have for a running list of future things to do. Your yeah. running list of future things to do is a lot of um, work around the house, apparently. Yeah, a lot of a lot of reconstruction work, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is what you've been doing at your own house for a exactly. while too. So. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you know, I fell right in. You know, to be honest, it's one I'm, I'm good at. I can do that. I'm a lot better than that than the interpersonal stuff, and I'll just let my sister <laughs> handle that kind of thing. Uh, I, she she was dealing with uh, you know the professionals and everything that were involved in this this issue and. Between her and my cousin, who used to work in the industry, uh, they've got all the connections. And just let them handle all that. Yeah, right. Good, good. I, you know, it's, it's kind of sad that I am not going to Vegas because I had already filled out my 20-book schedule. And I was oh. I was actually kind of looking forward to it because um, there, I had every time slot filled. And it wasn't like, oh, well, I'll just go see this because it's there. I was really excited about seeing all these different things. So. You know, but I got an email... I got an email from, and I don't, you might've gotten this email also. Oh, where is it at? Do I have it quickly to talk about before I author emails? Oh, I got an email from uh, Maxwell Alexander Drake, who teaches craft at the, at the conference every year. And I love that guy because that guy is nobody in their world, in the world is happier to be who they are than that guy. He loves being who he is. Yeah. And have you ever seen him or you're, not? You're really breaking up. So I don't know if it's my connection. Well, I might've lost you. Um, but I'll roll. Yeah, I might've into... lost you. I know you had some internet issues. I'll roll, let me so roll. We'll just and wait and see what happens here. Oh, you want to wait? Okay. Oh, oh no, you're there. Are you there? I'm here, but let's, let's see what happens here. Yeah. You, you're okay. I'll just, what's that? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I think yeah. we, might, we might be back. Okay. Yeah. I think we're back. All right. All right I'll edit that out. Um, anyway, uh, I got an email from Maxwell Alexander Drake, who okay. he loves being himself. Do you know who he is? Yes, I do. Um, and I, I enjoy watching him. He teaches craft and he's actually having a, uh, a I don't know, like a meeting or a, an online t- two hour presentation that he's doing ahead of 20 books. And um, I'm not sure how I got on his mailing list. I don't know if it came from uh, 20 books. Did I sign up for something? I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, I I think it's Monday, uh, maybe the next in the uh, t- day after tomorrow, and with my vacation being where I'm going to be doing being doing what I'm doing, I don't know if I can go to it. But if there's a replay, I might sign up just to get the replay. Um, right. I don't think I saw. That. I really enjoy watching him. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think I got that email, and I am signed up to his website uh, and stuff. So I'll, I'll yeah, maybe I'm trying have to, to find it more. now. It might, have, it might have spiraled into spam or something. So I'll have to go look. Oh, it, yeah, it absolutely could have. Um, the other big thing that I'm going to do while I'm out there is I'm going to look at um, what's the company that does the audiobooks? Podium, are they always there? Uh, Podium's the one that does the uh, Ensemble cast, yeah. Oh, I don't know what that is. What's that word you just said? More, more than one voice actor. 
Oh, 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 ensemble. Okay, I missed you there. Um, is not there another one though that's out there that does audiobooks? Um, I thought there was. I don't remember what it is. Probably. Is. I, I'm not pulling anything up right now. Yeah, so I'm gonna talk to one of them about getting an audiobook, and I don't care that I don't have, um, I don't have enough readers, or you know, I, I'm not experienced enough. Right? I, I don't care that it's not gonna make money. I just want an audiobook. Right. Um, so I'm going to talk to them about getting an audiobook and find out what's the, you know, I can afford it. What's like the medium cost or the, the, the I'm not, I don't want top of the line, but I also don't want bottom of the line either. So I'm going to talk to them about that uh, while I'm out there. So I think the, the rule of thumb is like 200 bucks per finished hour is usually uh, kind of the average or uh, for that. And so. But how long is it? How long and how many words or how many pages is a finished about, hour? About three thirty-five hundred words per hour, I think, basically. Wow. I believe. So we're talking for a hundred thousand words. You're talking yeah, three thousand dollars. Wrong about that. I could be wrong yeah. about that. Uh, because that does seem awful low. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll report back once I talk to them. Okay, and the right. que- the only thing I'm not sure of is do I want to get my science fiction book, which is a book that's already finished. It's also my first book, so it'd be kind of cool to have an audiobook of it. Also, I already have a paperback and an ebook. It'd be nice to have an audiobook. Or do I want to wait for the mystery book, which I think would probably be more successful uh, as an audiobook? Although I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't either. Uh, probably the one, just like everything else, the one that would be most successful is the one where they can see there's other books in the series. So right, and but but what if I only have an audiobook for the first one, but not the second and third? Well, you know, they would assume that it's coming at some point. I think. Oh well, I don't know if that's a good. Ex- I don't know if that's a good assumption. To no, make. it might not be. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So for my addicted two, it's still Perot. I've been watching them like crazy. I'm probably going to watch the the rest of the murder of Roger Ackroyd tonight, even though I know who did it. Um, uh, but I'm going to watch it anyway because I, I I I'm just going through all of them every episode, season through each season. Uh, I love that they're all on YouTube. That's great. No commercials. I love that. My addicted to has nothing to do with TV. I haven't seen TV in 10 days, maybe two weeks now. Uh, but I have fallen into a Starbucks mango dragon fruit refresher kick lately. I've, I've, kind of, I've, I've tried, I'm under enough stress. I don't need to apply my system with coffee and get my, uh, get my acid reflux going any worse than it is. So these uh, dragon fruit refreshers, I believe, I, I looked them up a long time ago because they, they've been around forever. And I believe they're made with some kind of caffeine additive to them. So you get the caffeine, you don't get the acid from the uh, coffee, and it's just uh, a win-win all the way around. <laughs> nice. Okay. Mango dragon fruit sounds so um, – it sounds too fancy for me. <laughs> oh, it's really good, and it's, it's really Is it? pretty. It's really pretty, too, because the uh, the dragon fruit makes it all kind of purpley. Oh, okay. Almost, almost the color of your shirt, just a little bit brighter purple. So oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. So uh, coming up for me this week, uh, it's a bit of a different week for me than, than I normally have. In fact, this month is going to be different for me. There are uh, 30 days in November. There are, let's see, how many days of the week? Let's see. There are 20, 21 actual work days for my real job, and I'm working seven of them. Um, I have oh, really? a lot of a lot of personal time this month, which is great. So this week, uh, tonight for, before I get into my vacation tonight, after we are finished podcasting, I get this thing posted. Like I said, I'm going to go ahead and hit the couch and start working in what you had said, along with some of the stuff that I thought of this morning while I, while I rested my eyes in my bed tomorrow, I am getting up at around five 30 
Uh, and my plan is to be on the road by 630. I am driving from here in Ohio, Northeast Ohio, down through the mountains of West Virginia to Pinehurst, North Carolina, to go on a golf trip with three buddies, uh, three guys I, I used to work with at my old job. Two of them I used to work with in the same building. And the, the, the fourth one is actually coming in from a plant uh, in Kansas, but he actually retired. So uh, none of the four of us work there anymore, which is kind of funny, but we're, we're all getting together. We're meeting. We have a house down there that we, we rented. It's got four bedrooms. Each bedroom has its own bathroom. It has a you know kitchen living room. It's going to be a good time. And then we have a lot of tea times. Uh, so I'll get there tomorrow around three o'clock, which is around check-in time. Um, we'll probably go get dinner and the plan for my writing is to try to write almost every day. So tomorrow night, my guess is, uh, much like what you had said earlier, uh, you're feeling kind of tired. It's time to go to bed. My plan is to do the same thing, uh, write in the evenings after. So I am a bit of a, in my past life, in my previous life, I was a very late person. I, I stay up late, get up late. Uh, so I have no problem staying up late if needed. Uh, so what I'll probably do is go to bed, you know, nine 30, 10 o'clock, and then go into my room, maybe even earlier, go into my room and then sit. And hopefully there's a desk in there, sit and, and continue the plotting. Uh, even if it's only a half an hour, like you said, getting 15 minute increments is nice. I could also do that in the morning when I get up, if we're depending on what time we have our tea times, um, I'm going to find time to do this plotting throughout the week. Are you staying, One, are you staying at the Pinehurst? Uh, it's, it's a resort down there, isn't it? Pinehurst? Yeah, but we're actually staying in a house. Oh, okay. Uh, that's in the, it's just, actually, it's just outside the city of Pinehurst. Oh, we're not playing any of the Pinehurst courses. Oh, we're, okay. we're playing all the courses around that. So we're playing, uh, there's one called legacy, one called pine wild. And they have two courses. There's one called pine needles, which is where the, uh, the women had a tour, uh, an LPGA tournament there earlier this year. So we're playing some big fancy courses. In fact, I'm worried about the dress code because I don't own uh, like nice clothing because uh, I don't, it's uncomfortable and I never have to wear it. And uh, I did order off of Amazon three pairs of like flat shorts, mm -hmm. like nice, they're not golf shorts, but they're nice shorts. I don't want to wear them. Um, so I'm packing those along with all of my cargo shorts. And I told my buddy today, I said, I'm, I'm bringing the cargo shorts and I'm going to wear the cargo shorts unless somebody tells me otherwise. I, I, you know, I grew up a hillbilly and at heart, I still am a hillbilly and, and I'm okay with that. So well, these, these are public courses you're playing or are they private? Yes. Okay. They well, are public. Yeah, yeah. The dress code will be a little bit lax on those. I well, think one of them made the mistake of putting the dress code on the dress code on their website. They said, uh, casual golf attire. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing that my, my definition of casual golf attire is different than theirs, Could but be. Hey, that's what it says. Could be. So, Could be. Yeah. Could so be. Monday morning we'll get up. I don't know what time our tea times are. I'm pretty sure they're all in the morning. So Monday morning, Morning. We'll have a tea time. I believe we're going to be at legacy on Monday morning. Uh, then we'll, I don't, we'll get done around 12, one o'clock is my guess. We'll probably grab something to eat. We might, I don't know what the plans are. I did ask my buddy, what are we doing for food? He said, we'll probably go out each night for dinner, but he wants to, you know, have breakfast in the morning at the house. So I'll have time. If that's all we're doing, I'll have time. The Browns play tomorrow night. Uh, they're going to lose to Cincinnati. Um, so I'll watch that. Uh, let's see. Then Tuesday, same thing. Tea time in the morning, but we did talk about playing. So there's one course called pine wild. Uh, they have two courses. They have the Holly course and the Magnolia course. And we talked about playing one of them is included. We have four, four rounds that are included in the price of our, our vacation package, but we might play the, the second course at this pine wild is not included. So we might go play it on our own Tuesday afternoons. So we might play 36 holes on Tuesday. And then again, we'll get some dinner before I go to sleep. I'll try to do some plotting. 
uh, Wednesday, tea time in the morning, same thing, try to do something for dinner and then I'll plot in the evening. If we go back to the, the, the house at like two o'clock and we're not going to dinner until five and we're just hanging out, I might grab my laptop and plot then. Right. Um, who knows? We'll figure it out. I don't know if I just want to sit around and talk to people. It's kind of boring. So who knows what I'll do. And then the, um, Kent state, my foot, my, my alma mater and favorite college football team, they play Tuesday night. Uh, I think they might be on ESPN too, but I'm not sure. Really? I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this, but uh, over the last couple of years, the MAC, the Mid American Conference, they all of a sudden, right in the middle of the season, they switched to playing Tuesday and Wednesday games, and they play them on ESPN too. And they are some of the most fun. You know, they always end up 42 to 40. You know, they are fun yeah. games to watch, and that's happening again now. That. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize those games. There were any games on a Tuesday and Wednesday. Or- yeah, I think it just started within the last week. I think ESPN, I think the Mac, you know, they're they're a mid they're a mid major conference. They're not right. one of the major conferences. They struck a deal with ESPN that said, "Hey, you put us on in the middle of the week, and we'll give you some entertaining football games." They probably get paid as much as you know the Big Ten and the SEC networks, but uh, they're probably making some money off of it, which is good. Yeah, it gives them content. They, they're probably yeah, ESPN. They're probably looking for content, so. I'm sure. Um, okay. So then Thursday we have a tea time in the morning and then I don't know what happens after that because we check out of the room probably at like nine or 10 when we leave for our tea time, we're checked out of the room. Um, I would love to play 18 holes of golf, maybe grab something to eat and then drive home. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they say, Hey, we're going to stick around and have dinner because you know, they're only two and three hours away from their homes. They both are in, one's in South Carolina, one's in North Carolina. Um, and then I'm in Ohio, Northeast Ohio. Uh, I may just leave and not even go to dinner because I would love to get home Friday night because I'm or Thursday night because I'm off Friday. I have that as a day off and I would love to get home late Thursday night and then wake up and have the entire day to continue plotting. Uh, the hope is that sometime next weekend I can send off a new revised plot to see and then get something back by Sunday. She's been pretty good at getting back to it because I'm not sending her an entire book. I'm sending her, you know, 15 pages of a word document that she can just scan through that. She's already scanned through this plot a couple of times. So she knows what to look for. Right. Um, yeah. So it'd be, so then Friday, I don't know what I'm doing. It depends on what I may drive part of the way Thursday, get a hotel halfway between here and there, and then drive the rest of the way Friday. I have no idea. Um, in my previous life, I would have just driven through the middle of the night, but that was when I was going to bed late and getting up late. And for the last 12 years, I've been getting up, going to bed early and getting up early. So I don't know if I can stay into the night like I used to, especially driving through the mountains of West Virginia. Right. Saturday and Sunday, I have no plans either day. There's a chance I golf at my court, my normal course where I'm a member, but you know, it's 35 degrees. Uh, there's frost every morning. And if it is 50 to 60 degrees during the day, like it was today, then who knows? We could go and maybe play around eight or nine, you know, eight, eight, eight AM, nine AM and, and get 18 holes in maybe Saturday, Sunday. I won't do that. Cause I'll want to be home in time to watch football. So who knows, but I'm definitely going to get plotting. And the goal is definitely to get together this new plot and sent off to sea by Sunday night. But I would love to be able to do it by Friday night so that she can look over it over the weekend and send something back to me quickly. I really, really want to start writing. So are you, uh, yeah. are you thinking about still using her for a copy edit as well or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I will probably do another copy edit with her, with this book. I, I don't know if she'll charge me full price. I'm happy to pay it if she does, especially since she's given me all this for free. Right. I mean, I send an email to her. She responds back to me. Not only does she respond back to me quickly, she responds back with like 37 paragraphs. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I can't complain about anything that she does or charges or whatever. So yeah, I'm, I will definitely do another copy. Of it. You know, what's funny is I've been watching this new YouTube video person 
Um, her name is Alyssa. Let's see if it comes right up uh, on my other channel. Switch account. There's my channel. Alyssa Matesic. And she is uh, she used to be an editor at Big Five. And she does a lot of that. And she's she has a YouTube channel. It's only been out, I think, for a year or two. And and I've been watching her videos a lot this this uh, this past couple weeks. And it's she talks about from the from the the traditional publishing side. And it's almost it's made me think a few times. You know, I've gone through the developmental edit. I think by the time I'm finished with this this book, it'll be really good. Mm-hmm. I could try to query it if I wanted to, mm-hmm. but I don't think I want to. But the idea is in my head of I wonder if I could get this signed by an agent and sold to a big publisher because of the developmental edit that C is putting me through. Right, right. I don't think I will, but the idea has popped into my head more than once this week. Right. And, you know, the only reason I asked about the uh, the copy edit with C, and you may want to ask her about this. You know, she's she will have seen your writing so many times now on this particular story. I wonder if it would be more difficult for her to do a copy edit on it and catch the, the little mistakes and stuff since she, you know, in her head, it's kind of like us writing it. We know what's coming next. So y- your brain kind of makes you skip over the details uh, of it. I- I would say that in this case, she's not going to, you know, if she, let's say she, on Sunday, she sends it back and says, yeah, this is a pretty good plot. You make a couple changes here and there, but it's pretty good. So then I sit down and start writing it. She's not going to see it for a couple months. Oh, okay. So, you know, they say put it in the drawer for, you right. know, a month or two before you come back to it. So it's the, that's a good thing is that she won't see it for a couple months. So it's, you know, it won't be fresh in her head. Right, right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and then that, that is my week. That is my goal. Um, what, what, what about you? What, what's your, uh, wacky week looking like? Yeah. My coming week, uh, the big goal for this week is by the end of it to have everything, uh, packed up in this house that my mother wants to take and have it labeled for the movers and probably have enough stuff already moved by car over to the condo, which is only about four and a half, five miles away from, from here. So that she can literally just, as soon as the furniture gets moved, she can just move into the condo. And then me and my sister, or probably just basically me, can sweep through the house. And I don't know what we're going to do do with the stuff that's left. Uh, the, the initial thought was we were going to have an estate sale, but there's not going to be a whole lot left. I mean, she's getting rid of a lot of stuff, but it's not the kind of stuff that you really have at estate sales. It's more the kind of stuff you would have at garage sales. So I'm not sure what's what's going to happen with that. But the the end of the uh, the end of the week is my goal to, is to have her situated, positioned, so that she can move just about any time. Then we call up two men in a truck, say, you know, come on over, pick up the furniture, take it, and we'll be good to go with that. In terms of writing, again, it's going to be mostly in, in the late evenings that I'll be able to get some stuff in because my afternoons will still be taken up during the week trying to do some construction and, re, and uh, refurbishment projects, um, and that's that's pretty much going to hold true for the next couple of weeks. You know, speaking of what you said about, you know, selling, selling off whatever's left my buddy, Ken, when he moved a couple weeks ago from Northeast Ohio down to Myrtle beach, he immediately put stuff, everything onto Facebook marketplace. And it only took about a month. He had sold every single piece that he put up there that he wanted to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be something you look into if you've just got a few things, you can throw them up there. I, I'm not a huge fan of doing that. Cause it's like, it just seems creepy to me, right. but, uh, but if well, it's I'm something not, that you're I'm interested not a fan in of doing it because I have to deal with people then. But <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah so I don't know. I mean, and, and again, this is none of this stuff is, is uh, she's keeping the high quality stuff. 
And, you know, she's 91 years old. So if she, if she doesn't start using her fine silver now, when is she going to do that? Good point. Very good point. So she's throwing, she's getting rid of all of her, all of her daily silver and she's going, you know, she's going to use the good stuff now for yeah, however nice. much time she has left. What, which, you know, the way she's going, she's going to outlive me easily. So <laughs> she's going to be one of these, uh, you know, 104, 105 year old people, but before she passes away. Yeah, I have a grandmother who's 93, I think, and she's the same way. She's just always go, go, go. Yeah. She's a bit insane right now, but she's always go, go, go. So we, we went to the closing and, uh, you know, we went through the whole closing deal, which was actually really simple. I've never been to a closing. I, I've bought a couple of houses in my in my time. I've never been to a closing where there wasn't a mortgage involved. And there's all kinds of paperwork associated with mortgages. Oh, when, you know, when you come with cash, it's it's like boom, boom, boom. You sign your name six times and you're done. Uh, I assume they're probably happier to see cash than to have to go through the whole. Well, I'm, they I'm, make... sure, I'm sure the mortgage company or the title company right. is, it makes it real easy. Uh, as far as the buyer goes, I don't think it really matters, you know, because they're going to see the money one way or the other. It's just that the bank's not in between it. And it, this guy was selling it for his mother who had lived in the condo for seven or eight years and had fallen and broken a hip. You know what? <laughs> this is what happens sometimes with mothers. Uh, she went out at three in the morning on an icy winter day to check the mailbox down the block because she couldn't sleep and was, was antsy and she fell and broke her hip. And then she had, because it's three in the morning, there's nobody around. She had to drag herself back to her. Oh, house. <laughs> wow. The only thing I can think of, this guy was probably, was a, a good bit younger than me. So he may have been around late forties, fifties, something like that. So his mother was probably, you know, seventies, early seventies. So right. could still do that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, people are crazy sometimes what they do. Um, All right. That is, do you have anything that you wrote this week you want to talk about? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. And neither do I, cause I'm not writing anything right now. I mean, the best thing that I wrote this week would be in my plot where I wrote stuff like, yeah, I'm keeping this. Yeah. I need to change this. That's, that's pretty much <laughs> what I wrote that I would consider the best thing. So oh, you're talking about affirmations. Um, what's that? You're talking about affirmations that you write to yourself. Exactly. A Stuart Smalley style. Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, okay. Well, that's going to be the podcast for this week. Uh, I don't know what we're doing next week. Are you looking good for Saturday again? Yeah, I think so. All right. So we'll probably be back next week on Saturday. I am back home, like I said, either late Thursday night or Friday. So I will be available. Uh, if you want to do it a little bit earlier, whatever works for you is good for me. Just let me know ahead of time. Yeah. Um, so everybody can look for that podcast. We didn't mention a couple of things that we have out there. Uh, check out Rich uh, and I do a, we did a Patreon video. It's behind the paywall. You can go to patreon.com slash new author podcast and you can see it. I'm sorry. It's not behind the paywall. You can see that first one for free. Um, I was thinking Rich, um, you know, we have to, when you get back in town, when you're back home, we can start talking about what we can do for the second one. Mm -hmm. But I was also thinking about doing one myself. Uh, I mean, uh, not myself. I mean the two of us, but I wanted to go through once I got uh, this whole thing plotted and I don't even need to write it, just plotted. I wanted to kind of go through, see what super editor C has given me in terms of the, the three act structure and what she's told me in terms of putting a mystery together Oh, that'd be uh, good. at some point also. Yeah. yeah. Really so um, maybe, maybe create a worksheet off of it that we can put on the Patreon, something like that. So, right. Right. Um, so again, it's a uh, new author, uh, patreon.com slash new author podcast. We're also affiliates for Living Writer, the the, the uh, uh, writer software that I use. Uh, I really enjoy it. I'm using it now to do my plotting, and I'm plotting. Uh, it has plotter style plotting in built into it already, so you can plot in there and you can write in there. And it has the Scrivener style 
chapters and all that good stuff that you can use. So I really like it. Um, if you want to try it out, you can click the link in the show notes for it and you can get 14 days for free. And then if you like it and you sign up for it, they'll kick back something for us, but your price will not change. It will not be any higher than it normally is. Um, okay. You have anything else? No, that's it for me. All right. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me, Jerry. You can email me, Jerry at jerryevanoff.com. You can find the website, jerryevanoff.com. I'm on Twitter, jerrye25. I did kind of make a resolution to myself a couple of days ago that I wanted to tweet more again. Now that I was getting back into, uh, I'm going to get back into writing every day once I get this plot taken care of. And back in the day before COVID, when I was writing every day, I was always tweeting an am writing hashtag tweet every day that I tried to make funny. Um, I did one. I did one a couple of days ago that has nothing to do with writing. It had to do with William Shatner singing "Common People" with Joe Jackson. I don't know if you're familiar I, with this or not. I love well, it. I'm not familiar with it, but I saw that tweet and I didn't get a chance to go look it up because that sounds really weird. <laughs> so Sh- I don't know if you know Shatner did an album a bunch of years ago where he took a bunch of songs, he covered them, but he's all spoken word. He doesn't sing, right. but. This song has him doing spoken word, but at the same time, Joe Jackson is singing. I love Joe Jackson. Yeah. Uh, he's singing. So it's really fun song. I watched it a couple of days ago on YouTube. Um, so I'm going to try to tweet more. So go follow me on Twitter, Jerry E25. I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jerry Evanoff author. Uh, and like I said earlier, patreon.com slash new author podcast. I saw you popping up on my Twitter feed pretty frequently recently. I'm, I was thinking, what's gotten into him? What's he doing? <laughs> so, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I spend a lot of time on Twitter, but I spend a lot of time just replying to other people and that never shows up anywhere. So right. you can email me at rich at richcasey.com or if you would like to drop a note on my Facebook page, it's Rich Casey Often. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening and we will see you all next week. Yes. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com. 